Hey, good morning. It's Patricia Murphy. It's Monday. This is Seattle Now. You may have noticed a lot of mushroom pics in your social media feed. Fall is a great time to get out there and forage. Now, serious mushroomers aren't likely to tell you exactly where they found that basket full of chanterelles or matsutakes. But Daniel Winkler is willing to share a few tips. Here's an archive episode of our Walk in the Woods for Fall Mushrooms. Okay, so my name is Daniel Winkler. I live in Kirkland, born in Munich, Germany, and loving the mushrooms out here. The Pacific Northwest has so many good, interesting, and edible mushrooms. Daniel Winkler is the owner of Mushrooming Eco Adventures. I met him at the Center for Urban Horticulture near the UW campus in Seattle. He was carefully pulling back the foliage in the median on the road. As a mushroom geek, I do have a magnifying glass with me. Soon, under a little pile of leaves, a small off-white mushroom with a round cap appeared. I will extract that professionally, which means I get out my knife. Daniel kneels down carefully and carves out the soil around the mushroom with a special little knife. Would I eat this? Can I eat this? Of course you can eat it, but only once. <laughs> You're telling me I'm going to die from that. Well, you need about an ounce uh, to, be, to be lethal. Daniel found what is popularly known as the death cap. So on one side, of course, we vilify this mushroom because it kills so many people. But on the other side, teaching mushroom classes and being part here of the Puget Sound Mycological Mushroom, these, these really dangerous mushrooms drives the people to education. And education is an awesome thing. In the U.S., Daniel says people have what he affectionately terms fungal phobia. He says fungi get a bad rap. Really important to know is that mushrooms are not dangerous. No mushroom is going to chump on you and kill you. People are much more dangerous. They're fascinating, Daniel says. Well, mushrooms are their own life form, their own kingdom, as we classify them. So there's flora, there's fauna, and there's funga, the three Fs, the trinity of life forms. Mushrooms aren't like other flora or plants. They have specific functions and properties that put them in their own category, and they play a critical role in pretty much everything. Mushrooms are just part of the ecosystem, and the thing is we're always looking just for the fruiting bodies, the mushroom, but the mycelium, the fungus, is underground, and that's where it thrives. And putting out the reproductive organ is a seasonal thing for them. So what we're seeing is actually the reproductive organ, and right. everything else is living under the ground. Exactly, and in, in this case here with the desk cap, Amanita phylloides, it is associated with the roots. This mushroom cannot live without the host tree. Trees and mushrooms, it turns out, have a deep and interconnected relationship. So they live with each other, they live off each other, and trees without root-associated fungi cannot compete. They will be quickly outgrown by everybody else who has the fungal allies. And the trees that have a relationship with fungus do better than the trees that don't. Well, how do you call it when you're in a relationship where you depending uh, codependent. codependent? They're totally codependent. And they're for sure happier with each other than uh, if they don't have each other. However, interestingly, this uh, relationship is definitely not monogamous. Uh, the mushroom has choices and the tree has choices. The tree makes a distinction how much nutrients does the fungus supply. So if you really help the tree and you are more generous, then the tree will give you more sugars. So these organisms involved in an exchange make distinctions based on quid pro quo, right? So basically, 
Trees provide mushrooms with sugars, and in return, mushrooms provide nutrients, water, and other benefits. Let's go find some more mushrooms. Okay, so yes, these are not so exciting, these little black sports. So these are little we move away from the street and over to a stand of trees nearby, where Daniel plucks a slender brown fungus with a bell-shaped cap. Oh, you're eating it. I'm tasting it. I'm not eating it. No way. He chews the mushroom, being careful not to swallow. He wasn't able to figure out what this mushroom was. But the taste can tell me a lot. And so tasting mushrooms is, is, you know, it's such an easy thing out in the field. You taste it. Get a little bit of a metallic taste, but that doesn't really help me here. Lots of mushrooms can be identified by their shape and color. But there are lookalikes, and they can make you sick. But there are other ways to tell the difference. If a mushroom has dangerous lookalikes, like the matsutake, you got to know the odor. Without the odor, it's just too tricky. But when you know the odor, you're safe. But you got to sniff. you got to know the odor. Without the odor, it's a total gamble picking matsutake. Daniel suggests novice mushroom hunters look for mushrooms that don't have dangerous doppelgangers, like chanterelles. To find them, you have to look for the right trees. We're in the middle of chanterelle habitat here in King County and the western slope of the Cascades. And you look for Douglas fir and hemlock. Trees can tell us a lot about the type of mushrooms you're likely to find. Certain mushrooms have certain trees, host trees, and uh, that really helps finding them. Looking for morels? Look for ash, aspen, elm, and oak. Oyster mushrooms, oaks, and beech trees. But it takes time and patience to find them. And don't expect everybody to tell you their mushroom spots because it's something you work on. Mushroom foragers are territorial. A secret spot can provide a fungi bounty year after year. And it's not just about the hunt. People love to cook with them. They're versatile and can be used in soups and sauces. And they're a great meat replacement. Mushrooms are nearly as rich in protein as meat. They have minerals. They have all kinds of vitamins. They're a really great source of nutrients and full replacement for meat. And such a much, much lower carbon footprint. And I would not trade all my mushrooms for meat. And then there's the other reason people forage for mushrooms. I think all mushrooms are magic, but of course there's the blue-staining little brown mushrooms that have a very special dose of magic. Oh, the psychedelic mushrooms, yes. Yes. People forage the campus looking for those. Yes. The Pacific Northwest is particularly rich in hallucinogenic mushrooms. I see them in my backyard all the time. I showed Daniel a photo of a bright red mushroom with white dots I see every year. And they often have a little bite taken out of them. Oh, yes, the squirrels love them. And Are they tripping? I, I think so. And these mushrooms, the ones with the bright red tops, do not eat these. They will make you sick. But Daniel says, don't be intimidated by poisonous mushrooms. There are so many great and accessible species you can forage safely here. And now is the best time to go. Like for me, the summer is over. That's always such a bummer in the Pacific Northwest, how we wait for that beautiful summer and then fall comes. But for me, it's like fall comes, mushrooms. Mushroom like you're, you're like the accountant for this is your tax season. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is where I'm, you know, four or five days a week. I'm out there doing yeah. something about mushrooms, giving talks, uh, leading groups, taking people out and all kinds of stuff. So it's very busy season, but I'm, I'm so happy we have all these mushrooms. 
Daniel Winkler. It was really fun foraging with you. Well, f- we didn't really forage. Come we- on, Daniel, give it to me. You're a fun guy. I uh, okay, okay. I'm not gonna argue over that. But um, I mean, the most impressive mushroom we found is the deadly alameda. Thanks for listening to Seattle Now. This episode was produced by Caroline Chamberlain Gomez. The show was also made by Claire McGrain, Vaughn Jones, and Jenny Cecil Moore. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. Seattle Now and KUOW Public Radio are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Patricia Murphy. See you tomorrow.